Blog Talk Radio. Flurries, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes! <laughs> Bye-bye. Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open, and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. unscrupulous and unexpected it's time for another summer of big brother that's right you're listening live to the big brother after show we go live without a net folks and you are listening to it right now with you is the Troubadour of Talk, the Toxic Shock of Block Talk, and your host through the Big Brother 19 season. I am humbly your host, Sam Williams. Thank you guys for joining in. What a week it has been. Uh, you know, it's been a week that there's been hardly a lot to really talk about, but I want to remind you guys, we're going to get to some things. We had some action, and we got a call, so we're going to take all that stuff here very shortly. Um, but listen. This is a show, you guys know it, we go on live Thursdays after eviction and give people on the East Coast and the uh, middle section of the U.S. an opportunity to listen to the show. And so far it's been highly successful, and I want to thank you all, all you guys for being a part of it and being in on this season. Uh, as always, we go live 11 p.m. Eastern, and that is exactly what we're doing now. Please don't re- forget, or please remember, that we have a great, great, great partnership in Morty's TV Please go visit them, www.mortystv.com, and look for the Big Brother uh, TV fan forums. Um, Go on there, talk with people. You will find people who will sympathize with you and people who will argue with you, and there's nothing better that we find in America than people who will agree with you and pat you on the back and people who will disagree with you and make you so furious that you don't even know what to do with yourself. And if you are on Facebook... You know exactly what I'm talking about. But we're not here to talk about those things. We go to Big Brother because we kind of want to escape life a little bit and enjoy ourselves and be mad about things that are meaningless and be excited about things that are meaningless. And that is what we are doing this season for sure. Uh, Please don't forget us on our uh, Twitter, guys. This is BB After Show. Uh, We will requote. We will tweet. We will try to talk to you. Sometimes it's difficult. we got a lot that comes in. Sometimes we try to put some polls out there, and there's a lot going on. So sometimes it's really hard to get back to some of you guys. I know Renee tweets a lot, and Renee, one of the big followers of the show, I always appreciate her, uh, constantly talking, and I try to sometimes get back to you, and, and you know, not always, but I try to. Uh, it is a bit difficult with, uh, with life as it is. Um, <clears throat> like I said, we're going to take a call here very shortly, but i, I got to tell you guys, 
Uh, I got a, you know, I was having some problem. We are coming, of course, live from Dead Lizard Studios about 20 minutes south of Atlanta. And um, we just got new a new computer in to do this all from. It's this Chromebook. And uh, the old the old computer must have been around probably for huh, six, seven years at least. And it just, I mean, it's, guys, sometimes it took me 45 minutes to even get the whole system operational before I could even go live and talk to you. Uh, and so it's like, hey, let's go get a Chromebook. Let's go uh, get up and work with the people that are actually in 2017. You go and do that, and this thing is so small, it's so hard to type on. I, I'm telling you, I, all I do is type symbols and, you know, you know, whatever these symbols are, the emojis and everything, what I'm trying to type because my hands are used to a bigger uh, keyboard I do work with one all day, so these smaller ones are very difficult. And I got so excited to get this thing home and unwrap it and see what it'll do, you know, take it for a test drive and do that. And, and really, these things are very, very plain. They're very, very boring. You know, you open them up, and there's just a blank screen, uh, you know, like a home screen that's just blank. And basically, everything works off of the Internet. I mean, there is no storage. There is no Windows, you know, Windows anything or, you know, Word or Excel or anything. So, you kind of open it up thinking that you're going to get it. And I don't even know what I would expect on a normal computer. What am I going to do, open up Word and just play? I mean, honestly, it's kind of stupid. But, you know, it's just very, very plain. I was like, wow, I kind of breezed through this quickly. It's just really a larger version of my phone with a keyboard, uh, which is great because I use my phone constantly. But it is not uh, exciting, it is not big, and it is very small. And sometimes it will be hard to see tonight because the screen is about half the size of the one I had because, you know, the old ones were huge. The one that was actually not working well was <laughs> gargantuan. So it's so easy to look at it and type on it. So please forgive some of maybe the missed notes that I've got here as they are at a distance, and I am old. So forgive that. Um, you know, one thing I was thinking about before we go call and everything, um, you know, I, I think – I think one point that I'd like to make, and we're going to talk about the double eviction, and, you know, this week, was there much excitement? Not really. I mean, everybody knew it was going to happen. I think we all just had this collective sigh when Alex won, and I know there are Alex fans out there and Paul fans, and, you know, I'm not I'm not tripping on, on your joy, but, you know, there is a, a feeling that, you know, what, six out of eight weeks, either Cody or Jessica's been on the block. I mean, if you really think about that, or six out of seven weeks, something like that, five out of seven, something like you know, they've been on the block all but two weeks. And, you know, it begins to feel a little bit like Groundhog Day. And it's just been a season where you've seen the same target over and over and over again. And that kind of makes it a season that's not very exciting uh, for the majority. And we sent some poll questions out there about that, which we're going to talk later about. Um, but, you know, I was thinking today, uh, I think in past seasons, there's usually a rift between, like, someone winning the game and, like, the underdogs. When somebody's, like, controlling the game or Alliance is controlling the game and then you have the underdogs, and sometimes you guys are cheering for underdogs and sometimes you're cheering for people who are dominating in the game. And this true, this season truly kind of feels like it's a season where instead of asking you guys who you like the most, you know, you'd actually have probably – probably a much wider divide and a much scattered, uh, aggressive answer to the question, who do you hate the most this season? And, and I mean, I want you guys to really think about that. And yeah, I know the numbers are great, and there's a lot of defense going on for Big Brother 19, and, and it's not awful. 
It's, I, I don't consider it great, but it's not awful. It's not something that I wait all season for so far. Now, I think we're going to get into nitty-gritty things, and we're going to talk about it as well as we get to the end of the night. But, you know, I could sit out there, who do you hate the most? And you guys could easily say Paul, Cody, Alex, Elena, uh, Josh. Uh, you know, Raven would definitely be somebody that a lot of people would vote for. Uh, Matthew would be somebody that would get a lot of votes. Uh you know, and usually the thing that I guess the point I'm trying to make is usually fans are pretty united in who they really hate. You know, uh, there are people that are going to support it, uh, a player here and there that are this widely disliked. But I feel like this season is a season where literally you guys could probably dislike half of who's left in that house right now and pretty heavily. And I think that that speaks volumes about some of the things that we're dealing with in this season. Uh, you, you know, like I said, usually it's, you know, people that kind of like people to win. Like, you know, well, you know, remember the season with Frankie and Zach and all that? A lot of people were divided. Oh, I want Frankie to win. Oh, I want Zach to win. That always goes right over my head, to be honest with you. But that's fine. They've got their place. Oh, I want Derek or, you know, whoever. But if you'd have said, well, who do you hate the most that season? It probably would have been. I'm going to just take a guess. Probably Frankie had some hate and love, and I know there's a lot of Frankie fans that listen to this, and I'm not saying that. But there was a lot of dislike for him for a variety of reasons, some unfair, some fair. But it seems like, you know, this season is just a season where I, f- I feel like there's such a, a, enough hate to go around, and hate might be a strong word, and especially with this week and everything going on, but there's a strong amount of dislike for a lot of these players, and it kind of spreads throughout the entire cast. You know, there's not really one united front, uh, although I think as we talk later, that will change with Mark uh, playing as hard as he's playing. And uh, I think a lot of people are going to end up kind of cheering for Mark, you know. Uh, and, you know, we're going to talk about that because I don't want to ruin what the caller wants to say. But I just want you guys to kind of think about that. I mean, we're looking at a, a house where, you know, the dislike for these players is, is pretty widespread. I mean, you know. It's it's pretty incredible, and and I and I may just do that. I may put a poll, and I meant to do that, but I, I think I'll put one out this week, so look out for it. Which is basically who do you dislike the most in the game, and I'm and I can only list four people. You know, a lot of times I put polls out there, and you guys kind of say, well, what about so and so and this. Listen, I can only put four out there. It's the only. I wish Twitter would let me list ten things. I would definitely use them up, but they only let you use four, probably to condense the answers um, so that you get a pretty accurate reading. And you put eight things up, it's pretty widespread. You might get 18% here and 13% here. So with the four selections, you do get a pretty heavy percentage of favor uh, when you do get four options. But, uh, you know, I have to I have to narrow it down four, and Cody being gone kind of helps that. So it's going to be interesting. There's a lot of you guys. I put a poll out there. We'll talk about this. I did put a poll out there asking you guys if, um, as it stands right now, to watching this season – did you guys feel like you liked Paul more or less at this point in the season, where you are right now? Do you feel like you like him more or do you feel like you like him less? And some people like him the same. Our buddy, Mr. Excitement, likes him the same. He, he was, he's kind of, you know, he was kind of a, kind of had a thing for Paul when he came in the house. Uh, I don't know. I don't understand it. But, you know, whatever. Everybody's got their things. Um, but 19% liked him more. 81% like him less right now, which means that at some point 
you liked him, and that's 312 votes from you guys. That means at some point you guys did like him and completely just said, screw this, I don't care for the guy anymore. And I find that extremely interesting. And Paul may leave that, but I know there was a lot of people that hated Cody too. And we're going to talk about Cody's way of playing this game, especially this last week where we kind of saw him different, you know. And, and you know, maybe maybe Jessica being out of that house really did change him. You know, I think he was a little bit of a, aggressive uh, with Jessica in the house with him. I think he felt like he was really protective, kind of like it was us versus the world, and she was there, and I think there was a lot to impress her. And, you know, I'm not going to let anybody knock me around, and I'm not going to let anybody knock her down. And then kind of this week we saw this bloom of, of Cody just kind of accepting, a, not really accepting his fate, but knowing I've got nothing to lose. And I, I saw a Cody that was very pleasurable, and, and sadly, I, and I told you guys this when he got kicked out the first time when he got evicted. When, it, when Julie did her interview, I thought Cody was extremely likable in that first interview. I, it, it was, I, I told you guys, I think it was a poker face that was really hard way too early. And I think uh, teaming up with Jessica was an awful thing for him. I think it was an awful thing for her. Uh, I think she had good gut intuition at times. She did do some stupid stuff, but he talked her out of a lot of it. And he also was somebody that was willing to shake up the house, and uh, we're going to talk about that parting uh, eviction speech, which I thought was fantastic. I loved it. But first, before we keep going into that, uh, I'm going to go to call. Now, callers, when you call in, you know, I get to you when I can. It's not anything personal. It's just a flow thing, and if you ever do radio or anything, it, it is flow, um, and it's not always the best here. Um, but we tried to make it flow, which is why I'm going to go ahead and take this one. If you want to take uh, a call to us, please feel free to do it. We always love hearing from you. Uh, you know, we want you to, to uh, give your points and, and, and whatnot and discuss it. Um, but I have to get to you when I can. But we are going to go ahead and take it. And when I do go to you guys, I go to your uh, area code. Don't forget, um, when we do the finale show, we really love calls on the finale show. All we want to hear back on that finale show, when it's all said and done, the winner's picked. I've been on this show for years. And in the finale show, when we take uh, when we take the calls, we'll go to 1 o'clock in the morning if you guys keep calling in. So it's a show. It's a free-for-all. We try to get you guys to call and try to encourage it. It's the last chance you have. And we just let people call and talk about the season over and over again, whatever they want to say about it, how they felt about the winner, you know, all that stuff. So please keep that in mind as we get closer to the end of the season that we do open those phone lines up. So what I do is I usually go to your area code, and I'll do it just like this. And I'll say 516, you are the Big Brother After Show. How are you doing, and what were you liking to say tonight? Hey, how's it going, uh, Jesse from Long Island? Um, hey, Jesse, but, how you doing, man? I was good, man. Um, do do the other house guests know that Paul's there as a as a competitor? <laughs> But it's just there to give him $500,000. Like, I mean, um, that knockout comp- competition, I was I was most shocked by Mark not not even picking him to, yes. to go up against Yeah, and somebody. you know what? what? He he went almost he, – he was like one of the last people to go. Nobody even picked him. And and that's because it's he incredible. was forced to go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was like the last guy on the on the bench to go. I don't know. Do you think there's going to be another 500,000? Oh, and, you know, I, I like Paul. But yeah. as far as the season goes, it's pretty boring. So I wouldn't it say is. that I like him less. It's just like he, he's doing a great game inside the house, but it's kind of boring as a viewer. 
to just watch these people give him 500000 So I, w- I wouldn't say less. It's just no competition, you know? And in, in your opinion, do you think bringing back Paul, and I know Paul, like I liked Paul last season. Paul was an early pick for me, and when he came mm-hmm. down to the end, I thought he had it. I was like, Nicole, I don't think Nicole's going to be able to give a good speech. I think she's going to get shaken up. It's going to get her. He's going to give a great speech. He's going to talk about friendship, and it's going to be his money. Do you think that him returning no, I this thought, season I thought he season? deserved to. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to talk over you. Um, no, you're good. Go I ahead. thought he did. I thought he did deserve to lose last season because he won the final comp because he won the final competition and took Nicole and took Nicole over James. So he shot yeah. himself in the foot with that one. Do you think James would have lost against him in the final? Do you think James would have lost would have lost to him? A thousand really? Percent. Interesting. Okay. A thousand percent. Um I I don't think nobody would have um even James voted for Paul to win. I'm I'm pretty yeah. sure Nicole would have voted for him to win uh for um Paul to win against okay. James. I think I think James would only have Natalie. Um but I I I don't I I just feel like yeah, it was maybe too early to bring Paul back, you know, like one, after one season being the only vet in the house. And and the stipulation was really stupid. You know somebody's going to take that 25 Gs. Oh yeah, you, you don't have. They knew. They knew it. They knew it. You, know, you don't have Paul just waiting there for no reason. Like you knew somebody was going to take twenty five thousand. So. It, and you know you what? Know, I'll um, tell you something else. I think if somebody had not taken that twenty five thousand, you know what she was going to do next? She was going to offer thirty five, forty five, fifty. Right, right, she was going right, to keep offering exactly. money until somebody hit that buzzer. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um. So Paul, you know, Paul knew he was, Paul knew he was going to play. Um, it, I, like I said, as far as what Paul's doing, I'm not really mad at it because he's controlling the house. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just mad. That, that's why I kind of like Cody in in the sense that he's yeah. he's the only one that can see like. Paul, look at Paul, man. You guys going to give him five hundred thousand? <laughs> And nobody even yeah. sees it, you know. That's the funny part. Uh, I thought maybe Kevin, maybe, but even Mark disappointed me today. With, with I mean, yeah. how do you not pick Paul and Christmas to for the knockout competition? Yeah. Like, I think Mark is. I, I think Mark is under some delusion that he can still work his way back into the house. And we saw with Cody. You know, Cody got kicked, got evicted. And it was the weirdest thing. This It's so odd sometimes how this game comes down to one decision. And the decision I think that really hurt this season is that when, when Jessica was HOH, she thought that her nominees could be safe nominees, maybe send Josh home, put Josh and Ramsey's up, and that she could, that she could work her way. Her and Cody would have an opportunity to kind of win the favor of the house over again. And it just wasn't going to happen. Had she had put up Paul and Alex or Paul and Josh or whatnot, this, complete, this season completely changes right now. And I just think that there is a false thought that this house is going to suddenly like you because you just don't want to believe that they hate you as much as they do. And the truth of the matter is that Mark is going to be the new Cody. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. they weren't ever going to give Cody a chance. They were never going to give Jessica a chance. And they were wasted. You know, so many weeks were wasted this season. I, I, I like the question you asked. 
who do you hate the most? <laughs> and <laughs> and for me, for me, it's Matt. Um, yes. Yes. Like he's just there. Like, yeah. like, you know, in the intros and stuff, I thought he was going to be a competitor. Um, I did too. I did too. But he and you know the, seems the other letdown this house. season's really been yeah. Alex. You know, Alex really was a letdown for a lot of viewers too because they really thought uh, yeah. she was going to come in. She had a little bit of a chip on her shoulder. She was a little cocky, but she was a competitor and she could play. I don't think she she was good at keeping her her you know her game to herself. I think she ran her mouth a little bit, but. I think she was somebody people thought, okay, she's going to come in, she's going to compete, this is going to be our savior for the season, she's not going to be fooled, she's too smart. And the minute that, that she wins, she turns around to Paul and says, you know, basically, who do you want me to put up? I mean, there's been a lot of disappointing no, players this season. I, I, I made a joke on, on Twitter after Josh won. I said, isn't there a limit to how many times you could win HOH? Hasn't Paul won it, like, for four weeks right. in a row? <laughs> right, right. But, you know, but like you said, um, I mean – here it comes down to, yeah. it, you're exactly right in this fact. You know, as much as people, and I've preached this, as much as people are, are upset that it's the Paul show and Paul's controlling, listen, give Paul credit where credit's due, just like you said. This is a guy who is controlling the house. You can't really be angry at him for being able to do what he does. It's the other people that are really at fault for the season being where it is. Any of these people can see, you know what, Paul cannot take all of us to the end. We're going to have to do something. And they've been told by Jessica. They've been told by Cody. They've been told by Dominique. Over and over again, they have heard this as a house, that this guy's going to go and win $500,000. And here we are, what, in week seven, and nobody has, it, has heeded the warning. Nobody is listening. The only one that probably caught on to it was Mark, and I think that's only just because him and Paul had a discussion, and he kind of figured out, you know what, Paul's running the show. It is absolutely amazing to me this season that these people have been told over and over again, you will not go to the end unless you get – you have no shot at $500,000 as long as Paul's in your way. And they've been told this three times, and nobody listened. He's been so good at what people say. Uh, do, you, do you think that it, it, it will be Derek again, or do you think there's a chance where it will be like um, – where uh, Vanessa was supposed to win and Steve cut her off and and Will being the Steve. Because I, I think Will if, will be the only Paul's one. at the end? The final you three. You mean compared to who Paul would sit with? Like, no, no. Like, if it's Paul, Christmas, and Will at the final three, or and Christmas or Will win the final challenge, do you do you think they'll cut Paul off, or do you think they take Paul with them to the final two? I think Chris. You know what? I, I'll be honest with you. I, there's a couple of people I think that do think go for the jugular with with Paul. And believe it or not, I do think Christmas is one. I think Christmas realizes she's at a major disadvantage with her injury as far as going to the jury. Now I use it as a strength. I say, look, I am where I am, and I've been out of this game being able to physically compete for you know six, seven, eight weeks, whatever it is. Uh, And I'm still here, so that should give me credit. Now, I think that she's going to look at that and look at it as possibly a disadvantage. And they all know, here's the thing that they all have to know, is that if Paul was good enough to talk them in to taking him to Final Four, Final Two, okay, if Paul was good enough to have them 
boat people out and gang. See, he's really good. The thing I will give Paul credit for this year that you can't take away from is that Paul is very good at just making everybody mad at one person. He can make people mad at Matt. Mm-hmm. He can make pe- or Matt mm-hmm. Mark. He can make people mad at Cody. He can make people mad at Jessica. And he's very, very good at just focusing all the anger on one person and then just letting them go after him for the week. And I think that and when the, you get the great jury, part about it is he sits back and just watches it happen. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He's had times where he's told where he has actually said to Josh, "All right, uh, you know." Kevin, you, you need to you need to go put pressure on Cody, or you need to go break Jessica, or you need to go break right, Matt. Right, right. And Josh is dumb enough to just go, you know, ballerina dance in there and do it on the command. And they've all started to jump in and get involved in that because now we've got a pack mentality that's been building by Paul this long. Now, I think that 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 the biggest thing is is that if these people and they're going to go to jury, when they go to jury. A little bit of the pizzazz wears off. A little bit of the charm wears off. But they're sitting at they're sitting in a jury house, realizing they're not going to get five hundred thousand dollars, and discussions begin to take place. And I think pretty soon people are going to be very bitter because Paul is going to have to have a hand. If he makes it to the end, he's going to have to play a role in almost every one of them being evicted. Which means that he's going to have to turn on Alex. He's going to have to turn on Jason. He's going to have to turn on Josh at some point. He's going to have to turn on Christmas. I think that Paul is smart enough to know the only one of the few people he can probably take to final two is probably Matt. Uh, one of the, or Josh. One of, the, one of the only people probably take is maybe Josh. Like, but even at that, Josh can argue the point that he has made moves that kept Paul from going home. Um, and so I think that that's an important thing to think about too. That you know, Josh has an argument there. And I, but I, you know, I mean, he could take Raven, but I think Raven's going to use her sickness to get atten- to get sympathy from people. Oh yeah, I, I, well, um, I don't know. How do you feel about I? I, you know, I really do feel bad for her. I really do. But I, I just feel like yeah. you know, she she gets every second she does to talk about it. Like, yeah, I don't know. she. I guess you I know, listen. I, you know, anytime it, yeah. somebody is born or or, or receives something that is that is. Detrimental to their health. Whether it's whether it's terminal or not, it's not the point. I mean, it's it's got to be awful to live with. A, and we know that she does have some type of machinery in her body that helps her body function. I mean, that is awful. Even somebody that might be a diabetic, it's an awful situation that people just pull a, a lucky unlucky number, genetics or otherwise, and boom, for the rest of your life you're living with a sickness. And it and it is a bad situation. However, I think that she has used it to the point where it's always a constant reminder. You know, today she was talking about how she got salmonella uh, uh, poison in her finger, and Paul made the joke and said, well, when are you going to tell people that your disease is fake? And it kind of got laughed off, but I think that there's a point yeah. where people are really kind of tired of hearing about it all the time. I think it yeah. actually is going to backfire on her if she doesn't stop. Oh, I yeah, I, you know, like I mean, you know, I and I get it too. I feel bad for her, you know. Uh, this is yeah. my mom's first season watching, uh, watching Big Brother, and oh, wow. she watches it for Josh. Yeah, I got her hooked this season. She watches it for Josh. <laughs> <laughs> my mom so got me hooked. Think, so there we go. <laughs> do you think that Josh wins America's favorite? No. No, I think Kevin no? will. No way. I'm no. usually pretty good at nailing Kevin, America. Right? Yeah. America's favorite. I think Kevin will. I think that his age, 
Uh, I think that his ability. I think. I think he's. There's a charm about Kevin that I think people generally like. And if you ask people, who do you like in the house, normally they're going to name Kevin as one of the top three people. So I think that Kevin is somebody that is really liked by a lot of fans. And I think his age, because we've seen so many people that are older come in that house and go out the first day. It almost happens every season lately. They give you somebody like Donnie or they give you somebody like Glenn last year, and, they're, and they just don't fit in. They're not part of the crew, and they go home early. Mm-hmm. And, and Kevin's just one of those rare guys that has been able to hang in there and just kind of be his dopey self, but at the same time kind of be that cool uncle that people enjoy really having around. And he's got a cool demeanor about him, and I think that he's the guy that they're going to give the, the 25000 for. I think Josh, with the pot banging, and I think Josh is a little delusional about the bullying thing. I think – I think he feels like he's bullied, but really he does a lot of it too. He oh, kind of gets what he serves it, out, and, and so I think that funny, I think, I think viewers are going to turn on him. That he's funny though. I'll give him that. Much. He's entertaining. You know what? Um, there, you know what? When, hmm. I, and I said this at the beginning of the season. I felt like Josh was too emotional to be a good player. I felt like, and I think oh, it still can happen good. where he's going to be put on the block by somebody he trusts, and he's going to lose it. He's going to get upset. He's going to get mad. He's mm-hmm. going to spill all the beans. He's going to tell everybody about the secret talks that have been going on. I think Josh is a very, very, very dangerous person to be in an alliance with. I think if he feels like you're turning on him, he's going to completely expose everything and even probably lie at times. I think that's his game. Um, but what I do see is in the moments where Josh is being really himself and when he's being, you know, when he's not trying to aggravate somebody. He's actually a really, really – seems like a really good guy. I mean, he seems like he's, yeah, he's not somebody that's nice really guy. like this. I think yeah. Paul makes him that way. Yeah, he's a genuine nice guy, yeah. Oh, yeah, that that's Paul's Frankenstein. I mean, did you see him yeah. happen with the Yeah, he spelling? is his pet, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, go go to ask her how to play Evicted, you know what I mean? But, you know, right. it, it's so funny because um, I, lo- I love how the the crowd read through Jessica's bullshit, too. Like yeah, she said, "Oh, the day that my it was the day that my father died, and it was kind of like, all right, you're just trying to get us to hate Josh. Come on, and like yeah, yeah I don't know. And she's been very, I didn't buy all that. She's been very active, yeah. and I'm not sure if she's a listener, but she has been very active on Twitter lately. And there are just sometimes when you got to realize. I think the biggest problem with Jessica, Jessica and Josh, or Jessica and Cody." is that they never really understood the game aspect of this, that you honestly, literally have to laugh off 90% of the things that happen. You have to be able to move forward and, and just kind of adjust to the environment constantly. Jessica had a moment where she went HOA. She could have changed this whole season around for everybody, right. even herself. And even with the hex thing, okay, so her and Paul are talking about that hex, right? right. She's on the block right. with Cody. You know, oh, well, you know, if you don't use the hex of it, And she's willing to make that deal to stay on the block if she doesn't use the hex as long as Paul puts up Alex next week. The bad move on Jessica's part is, hey, look, if you don't want me to use the hex, take me off. You've got the POV. Take me down. Replace me with somebody else. And I'm not going to use it to save Cody. I'm saving it. Jessica would be there still because she might have gone in the double eviction, but she definitely lasts next week because she can simply pull out the hex and stall. So – she she really there was moments like that that Jessica did that to herself and there's a lot of animosity she still has for even some of the things she did that are her own fault, 
and she's having a hard time letting it go, and she's on Twitter letting oh, everybody she, know. She should. She's a horrible big brother player. I mean, she's gorgeous to look at in the bikini, but she's, she's a horrible <laughs> big brother player. Like, you know, like. Well, you know, I don't, you know, we saw Jessica a little bit different when Cody left. I mean, she did seem like her head obviously was in the right place. Yeah, when she Cody got left, she, did. She, she had but a much she better But she became a little bit yeah. more real, and I think that she, you know, there were times like when she wanted to pull Ramsey's off. And she told Cody, you know, I think I'm going to use a POV to take to take Ramsey down. And Cody talked her out of it. There was a lot of stuff that Cody did actually hurt her game. And if she would have just listened to herself, I think she would be in a better spot. But a, a she, that's the mistake I, she made. And I like Ramsey's too. I, th- I thought Ramsey's was a great player. Um, it was a awful situation for him. Exactly. I think Ramsey's just, you know. He 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 found himself in no man's land, you know. <laughs> yeah, Cody that, that, that's the danger. That's the danger of being too quiet early on. And I and I tell people now, I've never played the game, but I, but watching I've been watching since it started and then breaking down seasons. I'm just stupid like that, or I wouldn't even have this show. But mm-hmm. you know, one of the most important things is that when you get in the house is to is to ask questions about people. Ask where they're from. Ask who their family is. Ask if they have kids. Ask what they do for a living. You've got to get a bond going with people very early on. You don't have to make alliances. Just seem genuinely interested in people, and they naturally will have a bond with you. I think Ramsey's is a victim of somebody who laid low very, very early. And honestly, i gotta be, I got to be truthful. I think Megan leaving that first week messed up his game because – or. Uh, yeah, Megan. Right. Because Meg, right, right. Jillian, uh, Ramsey's, and somebody else, I can't remember, one or two other people were starting to build kind of a geek Alex. alliance. But I think was going to be a pretty good alliance, but it just it was Megan Alex. leaving. It was Alex. With Megan, see, that would have been a pretty decent group. And with Megan leaving, that sent Julian, Jillian up to leave. And that, that half, of his, half of the alliance he was talking to was gone in two weeks. So it was a very really in the first week. So really, Ramsey's just never regained when he be, when that began to fall apart. He just never got his feet back. No, and if you watch like Big Brother After Dark too, he had this mm-hmm. really close connection with um, Jessica. Yeah. He uh, yeah. Um, where you know, and again, this is where I think Cody took into place when when Kevin did the the vote against Jillian. Uh, and they blame Ramsey's for it, <laughs> and and yeah. Jessica follows suit. So, like I said, Jessica made so many mistakes. Um, yes, definitely should have took Ramsey's off there. He was an alliance to you. I would be, you know, I would be willing to say that Jessica made more mistakes than Cody. And I know that's a bold statement, but I think Jessica honestly made more mistakes than Cody did. Cody's first week was so disadvantageous for him. I mean, they're just they, – I mean, you know, for a guy who had to put up half of the house, I mean, that was really forced on him, and he really didn't make that decision himself. It was forced on him, and I, and I will stand by the fact that Big Brother made the biggest mistake this season by not canceling when Megan self-evicted. They should have canceled eviction, point blank simple. We may be in a completely mm-hmm. different season had they have listened to that and done that. But the fact of the matter is, is that Cody, Cody was basically, in the, uh, you know, on his heels from that first week. Right. But Jessica right, was on right, her right. heels. Right. The decision she was making constantly to the house. 
And I just think right. that it was – I think Jessica made more mistakes than Cody did. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. Uh, um, one last question. Uh, yeah. Since, since, since you're a big brother geek like I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Best player to ever play the game, I still say Dr. Will, who laid the blue. Dr. Will, 100%. Dr. Will. And I'll tell you who's my number two that makes people absolutely flip out. I love Dr. Will, and I love Daniel Reyes. I think Daniel Reyes, season three, is one of the most intuitive players, and she's got incredible intuition. Oh, she's uh, the reason for the her, jury her, house. Her, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, her, her play in, in season three is absolutely incredible. I tell people, please don't. If you haven't seen her, don't vote on the best player until you've seen her. I, I think that most people agree with that. I, I, Dan is in that second, third spot, but I, I got to say, and I love Dan, but I think Dan used a lot of tactics from Will's season to get where he is, and I think without Will, you don't have Dan. So I have to go with Will, greatest player ever. And I'll tell you why I really uh, look at Will as the best player. And, and for anybody listening, if you haven't seen his seasons, please go watch them. It'll change everything you think about me, yeah. brother. But yeah, Dr. Will always said, he always said, listen, I do, the game doesn't even start for me until I'm nominated. And that right there tells you all <laughs> you need to know about that guy. He says the challenge for me is not the daily rigmarole of being in this house. The challenge for me is when you put me on the block and I got to find a way to come out. And to me, that just that sums it up. That's why Doctor Will's the best, and because he loved being on the block was exciting for him. That's what got his juices flowing, and that's when his game started. You put him on the block, he he finds a way to stay, you know, out of going to eviction. Without, without that any two veto or anything. Without yeah, anybody. that season two win without the veto, and the way that he masterminded it, the way that he got the whole house to fast. I don't know if you remember that, where he got the whole oh, house that was fast hysterical. and was the weakest one. It's brilliant. He was, I mean, that's, even, he was like, I don't even even do that for health reasons. I just wanted them to see. <laughs> yeah, he just wanted to see who was the weakest, who had the weakest uh, uh, mind, and, and he found out that who was, was the weakest, and he began to use them. And and listen, even by today's standards, what was that? Two thousand and one. Even by today's standards, sixteen, seventeen years later. It's still more advanced than anything we have seen other people do in this game. He was just right. so far ahead of anyone. Still to this day, in my opinion, Dr. Will, Dr. Will bar none, greatest player that ever a, played. A lot of people say Dan's funeral, but it, it uh, wasn't the what? funeral. You know what? It, it was more <laughs> the swearing on the Bible in the room with Frank. You yeah, know. I mean, listen, I, and I don't have issues with that. I mean, I think if you're going to play, you got to say, look, this is not me. i got to play a character. I think when you go into Big Brother House, and this is something that any future player needs to realize, and I wish I could tell this to people going in, don't be yourself. Be, be your other self. Play a role. Play a character. Be the person that's willing to stab people back. Don't be, you know, don't try to be the person who's true to themselves. I mean, that, that does work for some. It worked for Jordan, but... Jordan's also one of the most controversial winners ever. Be somebody uh, else. Yeah. 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 Take the role of I'm going to be a version of myself that I normally wouldn't be outside the house because there's $500,000 on the line. And I think that, that that's some of the problem now is that people just go in and they don't realize they're playing a game. They're just being themselves, and so a lot of emotion comes into play. They make a lot of personal decisions. We saw that with Joe uh, – with, uh, uh, Cody and Jessica this season, where you see a lot of flaws because people are playing on emotion. And you and listen, Dr. Will tells you in the intro, 
when you open, when you, right now, when you take off my skin, I'm nothing but wires and robotics inside. The guy was cold. And, you know, he just mm-hmm. – the Dan funeral thing, and, and people know this about me. I absolutely can't stand the Dan funeral, mainly because yeah. – and I'm getting off tangent here – but mainly because with the Dan funeral, he was telling people that he was basically dead in the game, that he was going to be done with the game. This was the last time he was going to appear, so this was his funeral. In my opinion, I don't even know why anybody's crying over that. I'm looking at him saying, "Great, then I need the 500 grand." And when you're, you know, so it's hard for me to buy that this funeral was the greatest thing I ever moved. I, I just don't buy it. I mean, I think that was a weak cast at that point. I think that people were just at that point. I don't know what they were thinking, but if you're telling me I'm one of the greatest players ever, because season 10 he, he was phenomenal. I'm one of the greatest yeah, players he, ever, he, he and I'm just letting you know that yeah. I'm saying goodbye to the game today. This is it for me. I'm done. I say good riddance. Let me count my cash. And for people to cry, I just didn't. I just don't understand that. To me, that showed weakness. Well, you know, pr- production has screwed some people, like people, over time and time again. Like you said, Jordan was a controversial yeah. winner. But you know, yeah. if it wasn't for the Jeff love, I mean, the coupe, the what was it, the coupe yeah. top? Yeah. I oh Listen, my god, I never heard of such bullshit. I, you know what? I'm, a, I'm and I say this about Jeff. I say this about Jeff. I I think Jeff was a very, very, very likable guy in 11. I think that a lot of people – I think Jeff just was likable. And was he a great player? I do not think so. But I do think that he was – I was rooting for him in 11. Yeah, but I think a lot of it's not because he's this mastermind game player. (laughs) Right. No, it was because he was a mastermind game player. You know know in season 11 Jeff is the true original – good person. He's the good guy. He's the guy fighting for good. He doesn't like people getting bullied. He stands up for things. Right. He's he's right. this. But I'm telling you right now in that season 13, that was the worst Jeff. And that Jeff that thought that he deserved to win over everybody else and was absolutely appalled that somebody like Shelley would vote him out was ridiculous. The way he treated Shelley in the jury house I have not a lot of love for Jeff after seeing him in 13. Oh, so I was, I was a Danielle fan on there, too. And, you know, yeah. it, it's funny, too, because people say, like, oh, you know, oh, they made this homophobic remark. Didn't didn't Jeff make yeah. a homophobic remark on season 13? He said something about Harry Potter. Did. He said yeah. Harry Potter, uh, how can they let that guy be gay? He's a teacher. He said something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know CBS just swept that under the rug, you know. Uh, yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, though. And I, be, I gotta be honest. Big Brother Thirteen was too. a horrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's yeah. the worst interviewer. They they need to bring. <laughs> I, I don't when know if you agree with this one. They need to bring Evil <laughs> Dick back to those backyards. I think Evil Dick would be great in those backyards, and I think that they need somebody that actually asks harder questions when these guys are evicted. Because they get away way too easily. And really, honestly, I think part of the reason that some of these seasons are, are the way that they are is because these new contestants come in and they're interviewed with a fluffy questionnaire by Jeff that's just like, hey, man, what do you think slop's going to taste like? And, and these people kind of come in going, oh, okay, well, it's just a lot of fun. And it's not. Somebody right, needs right. to interview them and say, what is your strategy? What are you going to do? Are you sure that's going to work? Well, you know. What other seasons have you seen, and what's your – like, to me, Jeff just doesn't get them prepped for a hard game. He kind of puffs on them, and it kind of gives this image that, hey, Big Brother's a lot of fun. And, and really, 
these older seasons, like me and you know, these seasons were 13 people playing. The, everybody had a different type of strategy to win a half a million dollars, and it made those seasons so much better. Well, it, it, it's funny, too, because I think, like, CBS is trying to send hits, hints to the house guests, like, step up your game. Like, they're like, yeah. okay, you guys got to start playing now. It's double eviction. Not double eviction next week, yeah. but uh, no juror comeback. Oh, tomorrow yeah. is Derek to show you what yep. an idiot you are if you let somebody. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. right. They, to, and they're, like, they're definitely the trying to get it to step up. They, they, they're trying to push it into these house guests' minds, but I don't think the house guests are getting it. <laughs> it's going on deaf ears, man. I'm telling you, it's going on deaf ears. Paul is letting everybody do the dirty work. They really want Paul to do a lot of the work for them. They're throwing him HOHs. They're allowing him to, to dictate their nominations. And I think that's because they want to sit back at the end and say, hey, look, you know, you guys in the jury, you know, you know you're angry with me, but it was Paul this whole time that was wanting you out. And Paul wanted you out, and Paul wanted you out. And at the end of the yeah. day, I think that that's going to backfire on people because if Paul really did run this house, Paul deserves the win as much as a lot of people hate that. But it's true. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. I was watching tonight screaming at the TV like, Mark, you idiot. How do you not put Paul up? In the, in the knockout I, competition. I, I just you know? think that he's still he's still stuck in that zone where he yeah. thinks that he can get people to work with him. And and this is the time that he recognizes that, you know what, got to look in the mirror and realize you're the new Cody. You are the guy they all want out. I don't care how many pats on the back they give you, how many hugs you're getting right now. The truth of the matter is is that you are now Paul's guy that he's going to stick the house on. So you've got to win POVs and you've got to win HOHs or you're out. So you think if he wins HOH, he's gonna he's gonna waste it. It's gonna be like Matt and Raven I, and then backdoor Josh. I think he, in. I, I think he'll take revenge on Alex. Uh, and I think I think his nominees will be Alex and Jason. If he had if he had a nomination, I think if he won HOH, I, that's I think not even that bad putting him up. Yeah. And and I think Alex for for Sin and Elena home. I think he would go after those two. And man, Paul we'll escapes see, again. We will see. <laughs> hey man, listen, I gotta run. I appreciate it so much, pal. Yeah. Oh, thank Don't you so much, Don't be a stranger. Call me gonna, again, okay? Are, yeah. Are you gonna be on next What's week? That? I'll be on next Thursday, man. Eleven o'clock Eastern. All right, I'll be calling in. <laughs> Salute. Sounds good, man. Thanks so much, bud. Thank you. Hey, guys, it's that easy. If you want to call in and be a part of the show, do it, 713-955-0749. But listen, uh, that was so, uh, man, that was a really fun call. I love calls where we can talk about a variety of things, and, uh, man, that was definitely on the top um, for me. Uh, i got to go to, um, you know, do a little Morty's commercial, you know, because they're our sponsors. When I come back, guys, we're going to talk about this week. We're going to talk about double eviction, all the things that we've seen over the week, we're going to chat a little bit about, and we're going to do it in double time. Actually, no power rankings tonight because how do you put power rankings on a double eviction? I usually don't because it's really hard to see where this week's going to go when you have a double eviction. It's, it's just really tough. So no power rankings. So we're going to be able to move through this week a little bit fast. So, guys, hang in there. We're going to talk a lot about strategy. We're going to talk a lot about what's going on in the house. We're going to talk a lot about what we think is going to happen because the rubber's about to meet the road, as they say. Hang in there just two minutes. You listen to the BB After Show with Sam. 
It's summertime again, which can only mean one thing. Big Brother coverage is back at Morty's TV. Morty's TV is the website that's been covering Big Brother USA since 2000. And now Morty's coverage is on Facebook and Twitter. So check out our links at mortystv.com slash bb or tvfanforums.com. music board to death, but got to tell you, hey, man, Morty's is a place to go. Please do. Uh, they're good friends of ours, and you know, Fusky called us last week. He took me to task on a couple of things, uh, and you're always welcome to do that. Um, my feelings won't be hurt. Listen, I wake up the next day, same as same as always. It's not a big deal. Uh, you're always welcome to come uh, call on. As long as you don't troll, you're welcome to call and, and read me a few. Um... You know, speaking of the, you know, last caller kind of led me into a really great poll question that we had, which is if you could rewatch a season for the first time, what season would you choose? And the options were Big Brother 3, which is a Daniel Reyes season. I really, that's a really likable cast. Uh, I, I usually, when people ask me what seasons to watch, uh, and I love it when y'all do, so please, you know, if you want to message me and ask me, please do. Um, I rank the seasons in order of drama or strategy. And I ask people, do you want drama or do you want strategy? Do you want drama and you want fights uh, and a lot of action, or do you want to see somebody really maneuver through the house? Big Brother 13 is a – or Big Brother 3, 3 is a great strategy season. Daniel Reyes is incredible. But uh, I gave you guys Big Brother 3, Big Brother 6. A lot of you guys love that one. Big Brother 7, which is All-Stars, and Big Brother 10. Again, I get four choices, guys. I had to kind of mix them up. Uh, Big Brother 7 was really thrown in there. It was between that and Big Brother uh, 8 with Evil Dick. Um, But, you know, so many people loved All-Stars. I'm one of those. I think All-Stars was a really fun season. Uh, So it is one of my favorites. But you guys actually voted for Big Brother 10, which is the Dan season. uh, That is your favorite. And and please, by all means, Big Brother 10 is fantastic. It's it's not a lot of twists in that season, which is nice kind of a back-to-basic season, I think is what they called it. And uh, on top of that, it's a Dan season, so you get incredible strategy. Him and Memphis were so great together. And there's a lot of drama in that season. Michelle Costa, one of our uh, friends who, I don't know if she listens, but she's got her own podcast, which is great. Um, But she likes a lot of her stuff and retweets it sometimes. She was a lot of fun to watch in that season. Um, So, uh, you know, those are seasons you can check out. And the other thing that I asked you guys that kind of ties into that, and I promise we're going to get to Game Talk, uh, was, uh, you know, how many of you started uh, Big Brother before season 11? And really that question, somebody asked me, you know, what do you mean by that question? Basically, did you start between seasons 1 and 10 and kind of go from there? Or did you start, you know, later, 11 through 19? And I probably threw a wrench in it where I said 1 through 19, and that just basically is saying I, I watched every season from the beginning to this one. Um, surprisingly, 45% of you, of course, there's only 146 votes, uh, 45% of you said that you watched every season. 
which I thought was great. Uh, however, something that's a little troublesome is 29% of you said that you watched 11 through 19. That's kind of where you got your start. I encourage you 29% to, if you've got CBS All Access, trust me, I don't get paid by them. I'm giving you a service by telling you. If you've got Big Brother uh, All Access, go to, you know, type in Big Brother in the search and watch some of the older seasons. Watch some of, uh, you can skip one. And two is really great to watch. Uh, Will do his work. But, you know, those season, you know, season two, season three, uh, season four was a neat season. Season six, uh, in fact, season six is where a lot of people love to start. It is a fun season to watch. And if you watch season 14 where you saw Janelle, that is her first season, uh, there was a lot going on that season, the house divides, and it's fantastic. Uh, so, you know, do yourself a favor if you're kind of somebody who kind of wants to kind of be in the big brother realm of things. Um, please do that. Go go on to Big Brother All Access or CBS All Access and pick up some of those old episodes, and I think you will love it because it was really, really, really a different game probably prior to 11, I would say. It's a much, much different game. Uh, so please go and enjoy it. Um, like I said, you know, we've had – it's been a weird season. You know, five of the seven weeks we've had Cody or Jessica on the block. Felt a little bit like Groundhog Day. And, and I wanted to say something, and I'm going to put this out as a poll, poll question for you guys and tweet me if you want. Do you guys feel like the POV should be played by the entire house? You know, there's a part of me that starts feeling like, you know, I get that we want to be very selective about who's able to play. Of course, you want the nominees and the head of household to play. But should everybody get a shot to, win, to, to play POV? Should we really be doing this drawing names out? Um, we saw where that burned Cody, and I'm not saying it just because it burns Cody, but we've seen it happen before where a strategy kind of gets messed up, and of course you take that chance in the house. But we see where sometimes strategy gets messed up because you, you kind of don't get pe- play for POV and it sets you up for the back door. And the back door is really getting overplayed in this in this game. I feel like, you, you know, I mean, it's, it was smart when it started. Now it's just kind of like, uh, we know what, you know, we know it's going to get back door. And a lot of times the back door is very successful. Uh, in fact, I would love to see the success rate on back door, what they call backdooring. I know for you old fans, that's not really what it is, but for the sake of just entertainment here um you know i think these back doors have a high success rate and maybe if everybody played pov it would be a lot different uh maybe we would see that change could be a nobody that's really not in an alliance that's sitting on the couch that gets that opportunity to play and maybe changes the game up we don't know um but this week what we saw we saw alex become hoh you know we know temptation winner was mark and the loser was matt uh, now, you know, in that temptation thing, it's kind of what set Cody up. I, and I really I, – I get Cody's strategy. In my mind, it makes sense. But at the end of the day, you know, if Cody loses that temptation, yes, he gets a shot to play at POV. That's absolutely true. But why not, you know, try to win, you know, that temptation, just take the POV issue out of it? I was really confused by that choice by Cody because he was really going to run the chance. And I know that was going to guarantee him a POV play. But it obviously didn't work out. And at the end of the day, it obviously didn't work out that he would get picked, which was pretty shocking to me. I thought, I thought production would really put in an extra Cody name in there. You know, like, uh, you know, like, you know, out of all the discs, like 50% of them had Cody's name on them or something. I guess that would have been obvious when they were pulling him out. But, uh, you know, you just kind of got to think production's got to try to work Cody into that POV just to get some, some excitement going. But that really becomes a very boring POV at that point. Uh, and he takes a chance, uh, like I said, on the temptation safety to to really try to throw it, and it backfired on him. 
uh, unfortunately. I guess I get it, but at the same time, why not try to lock it up? Uh, maybe it was something where he really didn't know where he was in the house when those sounds were going off. Obviously, he didn't know one time where he was um, because it ended up being what lost it for him. And of course, um, Matt ends up being that third nominee because he loses that. POV winner, POV winner, we saw that Matt uh, ends up not taking himself off because that would have left the nominations the same. Saves Jason, blah, 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 blah. We know Cody is the replacement. Uh, you know, and, and let's talk about Cody. I want to give Cody a little bit of credit this week. You know, I told you guys uh, at the beginning before we got the call, I really thought Cody ended up being a little bit more uh, of a easier guy to kind of get along with. And I think that Jessica, and it's like Elena and Mark. And maybe it's Matt and Raven. You know, all the showmances this season were just bad for each other. Nobody, you know, look, I hope that Cody and Jessica, whatever she does for a living, <laughs> the rumors are out there. Um, but I hope that there is genuine love there and they can get married and have a good life together. They they do seem like they really care for each other. And I, and I hope that if that's true, all that works out for them. But it seems like all of these showmances this season have been detrimental to the people that have been involved in them. And you know, I feel like, you know, we saw Cody after Jessica's gone, much like we saw Jessica after Cody was gone, and we kind of see a little different player. Cody was really, really working hard, uh, and, and i got to give him a thumbs up. I, it was a little too late. I told you guys I think Cody played poker face really hard. I think that first week was really tough on him. I mean, you know, whether you like him or you hate him, let's be realistic. That first week was absolutely just ridiculous for him. Uh, it set him up for the rest of the season, and I do think that that's a good portion of why he went home and why he was such a big target. Obviously, they just could not let go of it. They can forgive Josh. They can forgive everybody else. But Cody, for some reason, that first week, you know, a guy who was really put in a position where he didn't have a lot of choices is the one that they don't really forgive. They don't forget. And, and it's just an odd, odd situation for Cody. And I don't think his demeanor helped. Uh, and I think that there was a lot of moments Cody felt like he had to defend him and Jessica. And when Jessica was under attack, here comes Cody ready to bite. Uh, and I think any little thing set him off. But we saw him this week, really honestly, other than the cereal fight that everybody's kind of aware of where he ate <laughs> all Alex's cereal, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, you know, they kind of went at him a couple of times, and he kind of just said, guys, really, seriously, like, just don't talk to me. They had said something about, uh, I think Alex said something really, and Alex has got a little bit of an ugly streak in her, I think. Um, she had said something about, you know, if you really even have a daughter. And, you know, normally I think with Jessica in the house, Cody would have been immediately ready to ready to bite. Uh, but, you know, Cody kind of took it as, you know, y'all just, you know, look, leave me alone. I know I'm going home this week. And we saw a little bit different Cody who stayed really kind of calm this week, despite knowing he was the target, despite knowing how many things, how many walls he ran into this week. He seemed to be somebody that was willing to truly um, kind of try to stay in the house. I mean, he made great points to Alex uh, to try to get, you know, uh, an opportunity to stay. He kind of tricked Elena into taking the money, which I thought was really smart of him, uh, to take that chance that maybe Matt uses the veto on himself. Um, he really hung on to low percentage opportunities, which is something Jessica didn't do. I mean, Jessica, we saw Jessica really give up that week, start a fight, and God, for, you know, man, you weren't even the target. You know, and, I, and Josh should have really been a little bit more blunt with her about that, I think, dropping those 
he knew that they weren't getting along. He knew that she wasn't going to listen to him. He should have found a way to really kind of explain it to her uh, in a way in private that she would understand. Um, but, look, you know, I mean, he did torture those guys, and they tortured him as long as they could. I mean, it just was so much bad blood. Um, but, you know, I think that Cody fought to the end, and I give Cody a ton of credit for that. Uh, you know, he came out of the house, uh, you know, and, and his interview was just like his first interview where you just see a different type of Cody. And I really, you know, have to think that Cody at that level without Jessica probably would have done decently well in this game. I think he would have been able to get Matt or Mark with him. I think him and Matt would have stayed solid. Uh, you know, I think he probably would have been able to roll with a solid five. And I think that he would have done so much better in this season without Jessica, uh, or if they had not affected each other the way that they did, because he really messed Jessica's game up. So we see Cody get evicted. You know, look, that that eviction speech was fantastic, and I have said it and said it and said it, and there are people that will back me up. I have said the entire time I've done this show, if I'm not winning, I'm blowing up games and eviction speeches. That's what I'm doing. I'm putting targets on people. I'm making up stories. I'm going to make up a lie about you. I'm going to make up a lie about you. And maybe that, maybe, maybe people don't agree with that. But that is part of the game. And by God, if you voted me out, I will make up every scenario story I can to absolutely cause chaos. I want that house in chaos when I walk out the door. Um, I need it in chaos when I walk out the door. I have to do one last thing that's going to just throw everything in, into a tizzy. And so I love what Cody did. I do, and I think that Alex and Jason were great targets. We'll see how that soaks in. We'll see who believes it, but I'm pretty sure it's probably going to have a good effect because we are down to the game where it makes sense for people to start trying to make those deals and start trying to do things and start trying to make these side alliances to keep them safe. Um, And so it was not surprising, I think, to somebody like Paul who's looking at this saying, you know, Alex and Jason, I was really solid with those guys, but now I kind of wonder if that talk was going on. Was I a target? Did they have a plan for me? Uh, he knows that Alex is a pretty big player. Jason's and her are really tight. I love how Jason, how Cody, there's nobody else you really could have pinned that on. In that, I mean, you could have said what you said about Paul. It's not going to stick. What I think is part of, the, part of the cleverness of what Cody did was that he never went after Paul. In that speech, he went after the two people that everybody knew was tight but weren't in a showmance. And that's very dangerous. Jason and Alex are known to be a very tight uh, knit, you know, partnership there. And yeah, Paul's involved and Kevin's involved and all this other stuff. But everybody kind of knows, and it's already been said earlier this week that when Jason was asked who he would take the final, it was Alex. And Paul overheard that. Paul actually confronted him about that and he admitted it. Stupid Jason. But he did admit that. And so hearing that tonight I think is going to get Paul a little bit, you know, a little bit shook over what's going on with Alex and Jason. I I think he'll play it cool for now. Uh, But I just think that he – that that speech was really what needed to be done. We'll see if it shakes up the house. We said, hey, look, I mean, we can ask for a new part of this season, but the fact of the matter remains. Mark is the new Cody. As our caller was talking about, you know, he kind of continues to be a little delusional. He doesn't call on Paul. You know, I don't know where he gets off thinking that this, he's just going to slide under the radar every week. 
he's been told over and over again, he has, he has been shown at least the last three weeks that he is not part of the in crowd. And he seems to have this thing, and Cody and Jessica suffered from it too, that you know, eventually if I just do the right thing, everybody will accept me back. If I just say the right thing or I just do the right thing, Mark, they are not going to take you back, and you are probably not going to win this game. But you have an opportunity to do something very different in this game and change things. And Mark really, really needs this HOH. He really needs an HOH or POV, uh, or, or he's gone. Um, now, some people may turn on each other this week because it is going to start happening, and we see that with Kevin, too. Uh, but speaking on Alex, uh, you know, I think that we kind of noticed this week that Alex is as emotional as anybody else in this game. She's just very, very good at competitions. Uh, we see, you know, how angry she gets with Elena. Look, Elena's on the block. It's $5,000. You can get mad. Yes, she may not agree with you, and it is screwed up. But we went on a lot about that, and I think that that is something where she really holds grudges. Uh, I think it's going to kind of hurt her in the end because I think anybody that might remotely even burn her, she's going to probably lose it on them a little bit. We saw how she kind of acted towards Cody about pillows missing. I don't know. You guys can go back and read feeds on that on Morty's. But, you know, there are a lot of accusations about, you know, Mark stealing pillows from her, and she made up the whole story just to aggravate Mark and get people uh, uh, angry at Mark. It was kind of a dumb, immature, childish play. Alex is a big letdown this season because I think she was somebody that we thought really, really wanted to win. I think she does. I just don't think she's thought out her end game. And I don't know uh, if her plan is to take Paul or really to take Jason or anyone. It looks like that she is going to stay in a solid four or try to with Paul, uh, and her and Paul are very close. But I think that, you know, she needs to really, really be concerned about Christmas. And she needs to really look around and say, can Paul win against me? And if so, is Paul realized that maybe he can't win against me? And being that he's as smart as he is, am I expendable to him as we get down the road? Answer is yes. I don't think that Paul is going to want to take Alex. Um, I think he's going to want to use her to keep him safe, and I said this last week. I think it's time for Paul to start. And, you know, it's funny. I told you guys last week, and, and Fusky gave me a little hell for it, but I think I told you guys, I think it's time for Paul to start solidifying his final four. He needs to start making those deals. And we saw that happening a little bit this week where Paul has to kind of start deciding these are the people I'm really going to stick with. He knows his house is falling apart. Uh, Alex being somebody that I that I really think helps him stay safe, but he, she's somebody that he's got to get rid of at the right time because as much as she would keep him safe, she also, I think, beats him in a final. I think in a final two, I think that people look at her as and probably somebody that would take him. He's not taking her. So in my opinion, if Paul and, and Alex are at the end, it's because Alex has taken Paul. Um, and I think that it, that would mean that she won the final HOH, and that probably gives her an edge. Uh, I give a lot of people credit for that final HOH uh, win, and I think Alex is somebody that would take him. I don't think he's taken her. Uh, and listen, we saw what happened with Mark this week. We saw Elena go home and the double eviction. Um, I think Mark is going to hopefully be a better player, um, but, you know, He's also said at times that he thinks Alex has his back. I just – Mark is somebody – you know, I'm cheering for the guy because he's fighting. You know what? If you're going to fight this season, I'm going to have your back. If you're going to fight this season, I'm going to have your back. It's going to be a losing proposition for me, 
But you are fighting this season, and it's you versus the house. I'm going to have your back. I had Cody's back a little bit, and kind of was hoping that he would flip the house. i got to hope that Mark flips the house too now, and I hope that he realizes that Alex is no one that he can trust. Um, but, you know, maybe Mark can now focus on the game. And like I said, I think that Alex, bringing her back into this, is definitely somebody that Mark may put on the block. And I could totally see if he wins an HOH putting Jason and Alex on the block, which is a huge blow to Paul because as we were talking about Paul making his final four, Jason and Alex were pretty solid in there. So if he puts them on the block, that really kind of shakes Paul's final four because one of them possibly goes home. He could always replace one of them with Paul and let them know that and let Paul know that, because Paul would completely prevent them from getting POV if he can help it. Temptation's over. Of course, they're going to do a new, another temptation twist. But um, I think you can almost use Paul to prevent them from getting a POV by saying, look, they come down, you're going up. So it's in your best interest to fight against them, them getting it. Um, and if one of them wins it, because Alex uh, and Jason can very well win a POV. We know that. I just think that at that point you make Paul a replacement and be okay with it. Look, the house is going to decide. The problem that Mark's in is that even if he wins an HOH, he has very little control of who goes home. The only control he has is one of three people is going to go that he decides, and he's got to make that decision very, very carefully. I think Alex and Jason take a big hit for Paul. Uh, I think, of course, sending Paul home sends the whole thing in a tailspin. But does Mark take that shot this soon? I kind of worry that Mark is not brave enough to do it. We're going to find out without Elena. It's going to be really interesting to see how Mark plays this um, as he goes forward. But, listen, all those pats in the back and attaboys that are going on right now uh, for Mark are, are very shallow. And I hope that he recognizes that. But I worry that that kid falls for people that are willing to work with him. He's a very, very trusting guy. I think he's a, he's a very good person. He seems like he's a really good guy. Uh, but he is extremely trustworthy. Uh, are trusting to people that maybe he shouldn't be trusting to. Um, other things that we kind of saw this week is Kevin. You know, you guys know I, I like Kevin a lot. Kevin is somebody that I, I picked uh, to win the season. <laughs> and as, as shocking to me as it is to you, you know, he's still in there. I, I, I love, I love uh, seeing two things this week, and one of them will shock you. I love seeing Kevin working jury votes. And I don't know if you guys recognize that. He was very – and he got in trouble for talking to Cody so much, and he got in trouble for talking to Mark. But I think Kevin is his own guy. I think Kevin is the type of person that realizes now I've got to separate myself and kind of spread myself well across the house. Uh, and you see this herd mentality. You know, Kevin's talking to Cody. Kevin's talking to Mark. How dare he? And I think in a way that that's going to probably piss Kevin off a little bit uh, we haven't seen Kevin really, really get upset, but I think if that continues to go on, Kevin's going to eventually kind of get burned out on that kind of opinion that you can't talk to anybody that we don't deem you should talk to. And it's really kind of a ridiculous rule. But that rule comes out of fear, and it comes out of the thought that Kevin's setting himself up with other people, which he is, but that is part of the game. Uh, Kevin has chosen a side for most of the season. He has been on Paul's side. He's been on the right side of things so far. But Kevin, I think, is smarter than people give him credit for. And sometimes he plays too dumb. 
Um, and I think Kevin realizes that the middle game is coming, and now you've got to spread yourself a little bit to try to keep safe on a lot of different sides. Let's be honest. Mark is not going to put Kevin up. Uh, the only person that probably puts Kevin up is somebody like Matt, who might see Kevin as a threat for a Final Four deal with Paul going down the road. Um, Alex has definitely kind of got a bad vibe from Kevin a little bit, uh, and Christmas definitely has said some things, which is odd because they've had a weird relationship that it's hard to even discuss because I don't know really what this is. There's been some rumor of, you know, an intimate, maybe innocent little peck here and there. Um, you know, I don't, I don't get into all that because I really don't know what intentions are. But so far nobody's done anything that I think would deem divorce or uh, make somebody feel like they're a, a – um, what do they call that? A home, uh, home killer. What's the word? Oh, anyway. Um, but you know what I'm saying about Christmas. Um, home wrecker. Home wrecker. That's what I'm thinking. Thank you. Um, but Kevin is somebody that I think is playing a very good game, even though he's in trouble. I think he, as long as Mark's in the house, I think Kevin is still somebody that they remotely would put up. But I think that there is a lot of feeling uh, with Matt. And I say that because they haven't been afraid to make Matt the pawn twice. Now, you know who else they made the pawn twice? Elena. You know who is now in the jury house? Elena. That tells me that Matt's value is pretty low, and I think Raven's value is very low as well. It's just that they kind of maybe worry that Matt would eventually start trying to play. Physically, he's in good shape, and obviously he's very well rested. And, you know, with all the protein in that cereal – He's probably very strong at the moment, and, you know, hey, look, you know, the guy, I mean, we know what kind of vitamins and minerals they put in cereal, so, you know, look, might have been the best thing for him. Uh, I know he joked about it today, or tonight, about how much cereal is eaten, but it is true. There's some truth in that. Um, So I really feel like that Kevin Final Four is probably uh, a bit threatening to Paul right now, but I don't think... It's as scary as the proposition of what Cody left him with Alex and Jason. Uh, so I think that Kevin is a little bit on shaky ground, but I still like where he is. Um, you know, he mentioned, you know, Paul had mentioned a final with Kevin, but you know, he kind of backed away from it after talking to Alex and whatnot. Um, but Paul looking at Kevin, saying, "Can I win against him?" I think a lot of the people in the house will eventually feel like they can't win against Kevin because he's so likable. Um, but he's one of those guys that's up in the air. I mean, some would probably figure, you know, he hasn't done anything. But I'm going to tell you guys, I think Kevin's still got the ability to win something. I really, truly do. I think, Kevin, um, I think Kevin's got a shot at an HOH or POV, and we'll see. We'll see. He'll know when things get dangerous. I think he's got a good intuition, and I think he's very aware, more aware than he lets on. And I think if he feels some tremors going on around him, he's definitely going to be the type of guy that may end up showing up. He's in good shape for his age. He's a guy that might be able to really try to win a POV or a HOH uh, and kind of flip around. I don't think he's an HOH guy, but I think that he could win a POV and kind of save himself and recognize that from this point forward I'm in trouble. He's really got to make a decision at this point because Mark is still alive. Will he work a little bit with Mark? I kind of tend to think that he will. I think Kevin's not sure where he stands really with Paul. I mean, I know what Paul's told him. But he also knows that they don't like him talking to Cody and they didn't like him talking to Mark. 
And I think he's aware that he's left himself a little bit of a stain with him by doing so. It may have dropped a little bit on the uh, totem pole with Paul. So Kevin, I think, makes a big decision this week on where he wants to go, especially if Mark wins HOH. If Mark wins HOH, it'll be very interesting to see if Kevin talks to him about working together. But he has set himself up to be able to kind of do that. I think at this point Kevin needs to keep playing the game he's playing and lay low. Uh, I think he's just such a non-target that there's no reason for Kevin to do too much. But I do love the fact that him and the other surprise person, Josh, setting up veto uh, jury votes. Saw Josh talk to Cody a little bit. He also squashed a little bit with with Mark. I think he was setting himself up for possible, um, you know, jury votes later on. Josh is somebody that we could see do the flip. I mean, he wanted to do it before. He talked to Christmas about getting Elena out. He seemed like he was pretty determined to do that. You know, at the time, I think that Elena was just an easy target for him. There was no blood on his hands. And then maybe he could work with Cody down the road, whatever. I'm not sure what his plan was. But what I do know is that Josh was interested in doing some big move. And I think as this game gets further, Josh might be the one guy that we're going to see be willing to do something that nobody else is willing to do, which is absolutely shocking, as that he has a love-hate relationship with the viewing audience right now. Um, but I do see that he is somebody, honestly, that I that I could see maybe doing something the others won't do. So I kind of would be interested to see what a HOH for Josh would look like in about two weeks. Um, by then, probably Mark's gone and, and things have changed tremendously in the house. Um, but Paul uh, being the center of this thing, like I told you guys, it's it, you know what, I get that he's ruined the season, I get that, but he is there. And I get that 80-something percent of you guys say you hate him more, and that's fair. But if Paul somehow makes it to this final two, he has to, you have to give it to him. I mean, as much as it pains you, you have to. This is a guy who came in as a vet. Yes, he got a ton of safety, but that doesn't mean that the house doesn't wake up after his safety's over. That doesn't mean that Jessica couldn't have put Paul up. That doesn't mean – that so many things could have happened, and Paul has blatantly run the house. And at this point, I mean, he's in there telling Jason who to put up, and Jason's falling right along with it. Jason, another person that I really thought at one point was the smartest guy in this game, is completely falling backwards. Um, and so I think that Paul, still being in the situation he is, and I'm not sure that Mark even puts Paul up, guys, like I told you. I, I don't know that he does that. But Paul has a master plan, and I bet on it being a final three with him, Jason, and Josh. Um, he can win against Jason, and I think he feels like he can win against Josh. I think he feels good running with them and, and being pretty solid with them. Of course, he's going to add Alex in there, uh, but I don't think that Alex is going to go all the way with him. I think he's going to realize that Alex has got to go, and he's going to convince Jason and Josh that Alex has to go as well if they do stick to a final three. Um and I think that Christmas is probably going to be his fourth. Uh, and I think Alex is going to move out of that position. I think Christmas is going to move into that position. Uh, I think he feels he can beat those three. I think he feels he can beat Christmas. I think he feels he can beat uh, Jason. And I think he can. He feels he can beat Josh. Now, the other person on that list, I, and I'll tell you who I could honestly see him sitting next to at the end of this game, is, is honestly Matt. Matt is an easy guy for him to win against. He can look at Matt and say Matt has sat around this house for half the season eating cereal, 
And honestly, I don't know that Matt has an argument to make that would actually flip Paul. I don't think that he has anything that he can say at this point that's going to give him any votes in a final two, uh, in a jury uh, decision. So Paul could very well be looking at Matt. As much as he's annoyed Matt, I think he's going to attack Raven in some way uh, and get her out of there to get out of Matt's way. The danger is, is that does Matt become focused as well, and does Matt begin to wake up to the game and change? We don't know. But so far, Matt's been very passive, and he may be kind of willing to get rid of Raven himself at this point. She's a bit clingy. Uh, so we're going to see how that all plays out as we go forward. Uh, I think that, like I said, Paul's going to make that final four for himself. I think right now he's just kind of digging through what he knows. Jason and Alex may make him nervous. Kevin definitely is making him nervous. I think his solid is Josh, and I think he makes the solid Matt, and I think Christmas becomes the fourth solid for him because he feels like I can beat Christmas. I can say, you know, look, she didn't compete in anything. She really didn't win anything, blah, 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 blah. At the end of the day, though, I think Christmas has an edge on him because her disadvantage is an advantage in jury. You can sit there and say, yes, I'm hurt. Yes, I was out for eight weeks of the season. Yes, all this other but you guys could have voted me out, and you didn't. Why? Because my social game had to become stronger. Where my physical abilities weakened, my social game had to get stronger. And I think that Christmas makes a very, very good argument towards Paul, but I don't know that Paul sees it. We've talked about maybe his intuition not being the best uh, when, it, when it comes to certain things. Uh, his instincts aren't always true. Um, I don't think he's an intuitive player. Um, so I do think that maybe if he takes Christmas, he could really get burned for the second time in a row. Um, but anyway, we see Elena go home in this second uh, double eviction. Not a big loss for any of us. I mean, I think I think we're all okay with it. It's not anything that's going to shake up the house. But I think that truly we're all collectively kind of okay with Elena going home, you know, she did a lot of talking about getting airtime and getting TV time and furthering her career. And i got to be honest with you, I don't see much happening for her. And I could be wrong. Listen, I've been wrong before. I don't know that I see her being someone that's going to be the host of a show down the road because she was on Big Brother. She didn't really – you know, look, we've seen people do things outside the house, sure. Uh, you know, Jeff had kind of a big personality. He was very likable. He was a fan favorite. Uh, Rachel has a big personality, and a lot of people don't like they don't like Rachel, but Rachel does have a very big personality, and she's been able to get some work outside of Big Brother as well. So I just don't see Elena being able to do that. And I think she's going to be very disappointed when she gets out and she goes back to small time radio. Who am I to say? I mean, I'm on small time radio, a smaller radio than she is. So who am I to say? But. I also don't have any ambitions to be hosting any kind of e-entertainment shows either. Um, but, listen, I told you guys when uh, when Kevin took the 25000 anytime you're anonymously taking money and you can put it off on somebody else, take it. Ten grand, five grand, 25 grand, 50 grand, big screen TV, vacations, cars, whatever. If nobody knows that you're the one that took it, take it. Hit the button, take it every time. But when everybody's watching, you need to be very, very careful about what you do. She broke that promise to Alex, and then they got into a fight about it, and she tried to explain her way out of it, which was stupid. She just should have known at that point her, her fate was sealed. Alex being part of the big group with 
but Paul was not going to forgive that. Josh obviously jumped in on that bandwagon as well to knock Elena off. Um, it was really, really dumb on her part. She should have taken the veto. If uh, she would have taken the veto, uh, she would have been able to save herself. Cody still goes up, but she's still in the house for a week. <coughs> right? So at the end of the day, um, it was dumb on her part. You know, she she did survive that eviction, but I think it definitely sealed her fate in the second one. I think, you know, I think she was still going to go home anyway, but she really disrupted a lot of things by taking that money in front of everyone. Um, and I think she was easily baited by Josh in the fallout uh, today, or what we saw today or tonight. Um, and I just think the 5000 just made everything that much worse. It wasn't going to change anything. And maybe the 5000 hey, at least I got five grand. Um, but I don't think it was very smart. If she had any shot at all, it was ruined at that moment when she broke a promise to somebody in front of everyone. Not smart gameplay on Elena. Didn't matter. But if this had been earlier in the season where she might not have been a target, it probably would have set her up. I think Elena's very, very, very self-centered on a lot of things. Um, and you know what? Her and Cody are going to enjoy, I guess, a couple of days in the house alone. Uh, which leads us to really some of the things with Josh this week. Uh, like I said, I, th- I think him talking to, to Cody, I think Josh is a little bit more game aware. Listen, he tried to talk to Jess, and in the goodbye message, he told her, you weren't even my target, but when you started that fight, I had no choice. He was already, and I don't know if I want to give Josh this much credit, but I've got to. I just think that he is already kind of setting up jury for the possibility of him being in the final two. Maybe he knows his antics is something that people will lean on to take to a final two because they may say, look, you know, Josh was so immature, He's bound to tick somebody else off as we go. I told you guys, he goes on the block and he thinks that he's going home. He's going to have a meltdown. He's not emotionally strong. I'm sure he's a good person outside of the house. I've said that. But in this game, Josh is is somebody who is so easily emotionally manipulated that I think uh, Paul may do a really good job on Josh at some point if he wants him gone to put him on the block somehow and get him worked up to the point where he just kind of melts down. Uh, But – he was very good about kind of talking to Cody, um, letting him know, listen, I wasn't – Jessica was not the person I wanted to go home. Um, but Josh is always going to be Josh at the end of the day, and we'll see how far he gets. Um, listen, Lily's really just honestly Matt. Maybe, like I said, Matt has been a pawn twice. Elena is somebody who's been a pawn twice. I think Matt is very low on this totem pole for everyone, but maybe Paul. And Paul may actually be the person who looks at Matt and says, I can win against him. I think, you know, some people said Raven, but I'll be honest with you, I think Raven, if the sympathetic vote's there still for her and her sickness, people may vote for her just because she has played it up for so long, that there may be a sympathy vote for her, especially if she can win a, a, a decent HOH here and there for, you know, a luck of the draw HOH. Um, but we see her completely just bombing left and right all the time. Um, and I don't think that she would know what to do in an HOH. But, uh, you know, Matt is somebody who I think really, really needs to wake up and realize that he's low on the totem pole and maybe he plays. What do I see happening next week? I think Mark knows his back's against the wall, guys. I think that we've seen Mark capable of winning. 
We've seen Mark capable of getting himself out of trouble. And so I really think Mark has a really good inside shot to pull off this HOH. His best bet is Paul and and Alex. That's his best bet. If either one of them win the POV, you take them down and you replace them with Josh or you replace them with, um, with Jason. Now, in my opinion, I think that he's going to probably take an approach of going after Alex and Jason with the thought that a POV would probably force him to put up Josh because Josh has been – and they've squashed here and there, but they've squashed before and then Josh gets right back in it again. Mark is really somebody, you know, Cody, you can look at Cody and say, Cody deserves some of the things that he got. Jessica deserved a lot of what she got. It's probably true. I don't think that Mark is somebody who's deserved what he's gotten from people. I think he's been treated very unfairly. And don't doubt that this week, and I said this with our caller, which is a great call. Before I leave you guys, it's just one of those things that I just want to reiterate. Paul has been so good at at getting one person to be the scapegoat, right, and letting that one person be the enemy of the entire house. He's done it all season, and Cody kind of fell right into it. Jessica kind of fell right into it. Dominique fell right into it. He is going to do the exact same thing with Mark. He's going to paint Mark as the person that everybody needs to get out of here. Mark is dangerous. Look how many, look how many POVs the kid's been winning. Look at the temptation challenges he's been winning. If we don't get him out now, he's going to be really hell to deal with. He's, if you've got to give Paul credit for anything, the one thing that I have to give Paul a lot of credit for is refocusing the energy of the house off of himself. The one thing that I think Paul needs to recognize is that the more targets he puts out, eventually he's going to run out of them. Eventually, people are going to say, you know what, Paul's probably one of the stronger people. Final two, Paul probably wins that. He's really controlled the house. We've seen Christmas do that. We've seen Josh start to think about that. We've even seen Jason think about that a little bit. And what did Alex say to him? Alex, I've got no hope because Alex told Jason, if you don't screw over Paul, Paul won't screw you over. He's loyal. Well, Paul just hasn't had to screw over anybody yet, but it is coming. And a lot of people that say Paul's going to win if he goes in, which I think he deserves it if he gets there. Let's don't discount the fact that when people get into jury, they start to match notes and they start to talk and they start to reflect and they start to think about the game because they've got nothing else to do. Then as more people begin to join them in jury, more things are discussed and more things are talked about and more revelations are spilled. And it could be very well that if Paul is at the end of that game, and like I said, Paul is going to have to have a hand in getting rid of a lot of people from here on. If he's going to make it to the end, he's got to have blood on his hands in some way, shape, or form for Alex going home, for maybe Josh going home, whoever he deems necessary. He's definitely going to have to have some blood on his hands to get Raven voted out. Maybe if he doesn't decide to take Matt, which I think is a mistake, I think that's the only person he really – not the only person, but I think that's a solid win for him – You know, he's going to have to, you know, Kevin, he's going to have to get his hands a little dirty to send all these people home. And eventually, you know, we don't see the juries of the past anymore. Juries of the past used to sit there and say, you know what, I remember when Dr. Will won. That's a great jury if you ever get a chance to see that in season two. Where basically, you know, Dr. Will says, look, you know, I outsmarted all of you. I got every one of you sent home. I had every part to play and every one of you sitting in that seat, and if you can't give me credit for that, you don't understand the game. 
it's the same situation now, but we see a very different jury. We see a very egotistical jury that feels like you got very lucky to get me out. And if you hadn't had this happen, you wouldn't have got me out. There's a lot of animosity in juries now. And we kind of saw that a little bit in the last couple of seasons with winners, where a lot of animosity cost some players uh, a lot of uh, credible wins. So I think we could see a very bitter jury once these guys get in the house that used to be part of the Paul crew having to talk about, man, Paul really, really had me beat. There are some people that are going to give him the kind of credit in the world. I would. If I'm going to be beat, I want to be beat by somebody who's going to win. But there are a ton of juries, jurors who go into this jury and go, you know what? He screwed me over. I'm not giving him the money. Bitter juries are very, very big right now. We've seen that, like I said, the last couple of seasons off and on, where we see bitter juries who don't like the better players being where they are because they want that that person to not have credit for, for putting them in jury. Uh, so we do see that. But, guys, listen, I think it's a Mark HOH this week. I'm going to call it. I think he knows that his back's against the wall. <laughs> Give him a shot at the POV if he's a nominee. And we're going to see really this game flip. It is time for things to happen. We have waited and waited and waited. These guys are going to have a week to think about it. There's no HOH right now. I mean, it is it is what it is for Jason right now. But that HOH doesn't carry on to next week, and we'll probably see this week that change. There's going to be a lot of discussions going on in the house. And you're going to see a lot of people trying to talk each other into thinking about this end game. You make it this far, you are two weeks into jury or two players into jury. I think out of nine, uh, you know, that means you know seven of you guys are not going to be here. So we got to really think about this. These talks are going to start happening, guys. They're going to start really happening. And like I said, if Alex, Alex and Paul, if Paul doesn't turn on Alex after what Cody said. Paul and Alex are going to be the tightest two. Is I think he knows right now they can take him, uh, that Alex can help him win HOHs and keep him safe. If not, I think you're going to see Alex and Jason begin to do a final two between the two of them. That's going to be solid. Christmas and and uh, Paul probably make one, but Paul needs to include somebody else into that mix to keep him safe. Christmas can't compete very heavily in his HOHs. He's got to be very careful about who he selects. You may see Mark and Kevin begin to talk. And you may see Mark, Kevin, and Jason begin to talk. I think Jason is kind of in that in-between world where I think he does know that things have to change. He's just really scared to do it. You guys saw his HOH tonight. He's really scared to make a big move. <sighs> you got to start making them, Jason. you got to start thinking for yourself. I think you're going to see a lot of groups break off. And Matt and Raven are going to be really in the middle of all that trying to figure out where they belong because a lot of people are going to be saying, you know what, we don't need two people – that are, you know, completely trustworthy in each other because they're in a showmance. That has to be broken up. They're the last showmance to last. Look for Matt and Raven to be a very serious target as we go forward. There's no way that they let these guys go the next two or three weeks. They're going to be broken up. So it's going to be very interesting. Like I said, I'm calling an HOH for Mark. I think Mark has a big decision to make at that point, whether or not he's going to keep this game moving in the right direction or he's going to get the game moving in the right direction, or if he's going to let it kind of dwindle out. I think either nomination between Jason and Alex or Paul and Alex or whatever is a great nomination for him. We'll see if he can pull the trigger, but I think he knows it's got to be his, and I hope that he's prepared because we need to see some shifting in this house. Guys, 
next Thursday, back, 11 p.m. Eastern, barring anything major happening in my personal life. But I don't see it. Uh, hopefully, you know, knock on wood. But in the case that we are back at 11 o'clock uh, Eastern next week, please join us. It's going to be a very – I think it's going to be a really fun week, guys. I really do. I think we're going to see some action this week. I, think we're seeing, I don't think we're going to see drama but we're going to finally see some strategy, I hope and pray. I've been waiting for it all season. Let's hope that we get some strategy no matter where it's coming from, that we start seeing people starting to put themselves in place to take this into the end game. It's got to start happening now, so let's hope. Maybe Paul will distract everybody to go after Mark this week, which is my, my guess. But I think Paul's going to start making moves, and I think that's going to make people realize that maybe they're not as tight with Paul as they thought they were. Paul's got to start separating himself and making that final four. We'll see who he picks up. Guys, please listen next Thursday, 11 p.m. If you're listening to this after the live show, I appreciate your uh, your, your uh, listening. I appreciate it. Uh, we have fantastic numbers this season. It's been awesome. been our best season so far. So really, really appreciate you listening. Can't thank you enough. Don't forget, uh, if you don't call you know, these, the, uh, during the Thursday shows, and as you saw the caller, I'll, if you got something good to say, I'm going to let you talk. But don't forget, that finale, keep it in mind that we're going to really want to take calls. So you guys think about what you want in the game or what you like in the game, what you hate it. Be ready in the next couple of weeks when we do that finale show that uh, we want to hear your calls. So please keep us in mind for that. And, uh, of course, we'll see. Now, we've got a Friday show next week or t- tomorrow. I don't think it's going to be anything fun. I don't even know if I'm really going to watch it. I mean, you know, I like Derek. I think Derek is a good guy. I'm not, you know, it's hard for me to give him a ton of credit in his season. I know I'm the worst person on the planet, but it's hard for me to give him a ton of credit for his season. But I I, I do think that he is a very knowledgeable player. I think he's got a great outlook on Big Brother. Should be interesting. Like the caller said, they're probably sending him in to try to get things going this season. We'll see if it works. Uh, You know, hopefully it will get some fires lit. I think it'll definitely intimidate Paul. I think it'll be interesting to see Derek in there because I think Derek will definitely intimidate Paul a little bit because Paul knows how good of a player Derek is, and he'll probably get a little nervous about what Derek says to people. Now, Derek obviously can't go in there and just lay out people and start talking about how Paul's running this game and everything. He's not going to be allowed to do that kind of stuff. But it's going to be interesting if Paul's allowed to give people or if Derek's allowed to give people advice and what kind of advice he gives them. If he does get to do that, you're going to see a very nervous Paul. So it could be a really good uh, game changer for the season. So that will be interesting tomorrow night. Uh, Guys, again, join me next Thursday, 11 p.m. Eastern. As always, please be good to each other, and we will see you next week. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. Flurries, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes. Bye-bye. Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open, it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. I always feel like somebody's 
candid, unscrupulous, and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother.